All right, so um, the question came in today that I thought it would be a great little talk is, you know, how do you deal with your own emotional bullshit, right? How do you understand it? How do you hear it when you do it and understand it and not just think it's you, right? How do we take that moment and how do we flip it? How do we flip it so tomorrow you're better than today? So that going forward in the relationship with yourself, with other people, with money, if it's money, if it's um, work colleagues, work, if it's with your own self, how you look, how do we deal with that? How do we look at ourselves in the mirror and hear what we're saying? How do we have an argument with someone and we have a normal reaction that we think is normal, but actually it's normal because someone else taught us that? But maybe that reaction is not serving you and you can learn from it. Maybe that understanding of your emotional mood, so to speak, or what we like to call your emotional egos, um, you're able to overcome them, right? Not even overcome them, understand them, kind of put them behind a door so you know what they are and learn where they came from, why they're there. Are they actually you? What are they telling you? And how do they affect other parts of your life? Like there's so much depth to this, right? This isn't about going a mile wide. This is about going a little bit a mile deep with yourself. And by the way, it's not easy, right? As someone who is a high ADHD person, someone who's been diagnosed with dyslexia, who has had massive anxiety issues and overcome them, still understands that he has portions of them. But how can you do that? Like, is that possible? And I'm telling you it is. Can you do that? Can you overcome depression and anxiety? Can you overcome the triggers that happen between you and someone else or what we call the bound nature dance? Can you overcome those things? And in the fact that you're overcoming those things, can you become better? Can you become more calm? Can you become a better listener? Can you have better emotional awareness? Can you have depth as women like to tell that they need their man to have. As a female, and please understand this, I don't mean this in any any bad term, but a lot of women want a man to be open, emotionally available. And I ask you, women, can you can you accept that? And I say that because if it's such a problem, and by the way, I admit it is a problem. Do you can you accept it? Can you accept someone that is emotionally available? That, has, that is in touch with high self-awareness, can you accept that they're going to be infallible too, just as much as you are? And can we not beat each other up over our infallibility? And if we're able to work through it, overcome it, and become better, are we able to come to some type of compassion and understanding that we're working to get better? You know, like these are all the questions that we, we can ask when we look at you know, how we teach emotional awareness or high self-awareness without self-awareness being a cliche. And the question is how we can do that or how can we do that? And you can't. It's not easy. But, you know, there is a step-by-step process to kind of to understand that. And I'll outline the steps for you first. And there's no way we can cover them all in this podcast. But I want to just briefly over overstate them so we can start the process of teaching you how to call bullshit on your own emotional egos, right? So, well, the first thing we do is we teach how to learn your language. How do the, how do the things that you say to yourself affect you? How does that language affect the narrative in your head, 
which is a story passed on from influence, from society, from your environment, from your experiences, from your peers, and how you took that in. How do you take all that, understand it, and learn from it, and actually change it? Like I'm not, and by the way, I'm not saying here I'm changing you because you are you. But what I'm saying is you have a choice to continue to react the same way you do, to accept as is for the rest of your life, or you can choose not to, okay? If I sit here and tell myself I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'll never be X, that narrative, you start to believe it. That's why when people say, if you keep telling yourself that lie, you'll believe it because it is true. And that narrative that you have in your head, believe it or not, drives the physiology of your body. That physiology drives your actions feedback loop on how you handle it, which gets back to your narrative. And this is this constant cycle. So if you and a partner are having an argument and you have this pattern of an argument and you have a pattern of how you react to that argument, um, do you get angry and frustrated? Do you cry? Do you shake? You know, is it the argument or is it a past experience that you haven't dealt with, right? And this gets into that mile deep scenario, right? But if, if, but if you are constantly having um, problems in a certain area, you are having weight loss issues and you keep trying to lose weight, but you keep rebounding, you know, why do you keep rebounding? Is it the tactic or the diet that you have? Is that the problem that you can't lose weight? Or, and here's the question, do we need to eliminate the reasons that you're already 30 pounds overweight? If you're having relationship troubles, okay, let me pose it to you this way. If you're having relationship troubles and you kind of have the same problems, um, you force blame on other people. You blame them for the breakup or the arguments all the time, or you have a set of non-negotiable rules or expectations, or you judge. Like those are all non-serving emotions, right? When you have those and you tell yourself those, believe it or not, the energy you project and the things that you do will make those come true, right? Same goes for the person that you're going after. Like if, if, if you think that they have red flags, if you think they don't handle this well, well, they probably don't, right? But it's not that they can't handle it. It's that they haven't been taught to handle it. They haven't been taught to handle the emotional feelings that they own, and they haven't been taught how to overcome them and become better for them. And that's a, a him and her or her and her or him and him experience, whether that's in relationships, at work. Like, we all have to learn to walk through it. We all learn to have to have compassion for it and have compassion for the other person. And we get that by seeing ourselves better, by having better self-awareness. So let's say I have an argument with someone, all right, and everything's going well, and something you said triggers someone else. And they come at you, you hurt their feelings. Um, You made them feel awful. Um, You say that all the time and they come back at you. And immediately, because you're in a partnership, that partnership, their bound nature or their non-emotional feelings, they know how to come at yours. So what happens is you get into this, what we call this bound nature dance, right? And what happens, you have this, um, this cycle where it, when you argue all the time, you, you kind of descend in this, in this freewheeling hole where you know where, where it's going to go. Like you, you know how to trigger the other person. And here's the thing, our triggers are, are, are bred from our influence in our life 
from former negative experiences, from former past experiences, from our childhoods that we don't even realize that they're there. And these are the things that we have learned to handle these situations. But at the same time, we haven't learned to handle the emotional state from those situations. So let me give, give you a perfect example of emotional bullshit. And let me give you mine. I had an argument um, with a, a, a great person I was dating. Um, and um, it always came up that when we were having good times, I would trigger her somehow and she would react. Um, she would feel bad. She would feel guilty. And she would react towards me. Now, because of my own emotional instability, and before I knew this, I would have a reaction back, right? I would, have, I would engage in that bound nature dance. But here's the thing. I wasn't engaging on her reaction towards me initially. What took a little bit of time, and I'm not talking weeks, but because I've done the work, I was able to sit and understand that I wasn't reacting to that. I, I felt a lot of guilt and shame that I made her feel that way when the truest of intentions was to make her happy, right? And what I noticed was when she told me that she didn't like someone who walled up and disappeared, it wasn't that I was walling up and disappearing for her. I was trying to deal with my guilt and shame of, and that manifested itself somehow over my life in walling up, right? Or putting up a wall and walking away and being quiet and being distant. And it, what had nothing to do with them is that I had not looked at myself and taken accountability for what I was doing. And in the moment, after the fact, and I was thinking through this, right, we have to have, first we have to have awareness that we do it, right? I didn't realize that I did it and why I did it. So I noticed that. And then the fact that I started noticing it, I had to sit and I had to ask myself truthfully, why do I, why do I need to go away? Why do I need to walk away from that situation? Is it generational? Was I taught that from my mother, my father, or friends? Um, why, do I, why did I need to retreat to feel like I couldn't talk it through in that moment? And in that, in that, in that time of self-reflection, I had to literally turn the pages back in my life and try to figure out what was going on. And once the moment I could figure out, I could articulate that back as best I could, trying to resolve the conflict, taking accountability for my own actions. But understanding my own actions were, were given to me and forced to me, and I learned them from someone else or something, and if I can take accountability for it, I can take ownership for it, then over time, I'm able to, in the moment, deal with it so much better. And better yet, I'm able to communicate that in the moment. For instance, as I feel myself descending into that hole, and by the way, when I would descend into that hole, it's a weird situation where I, I wouldn't know what to say or how to not fix the situation or but communicate the situation where I can get out of it. So I have to think about that and practice that. So now going forward, I would think that in that situation, because I've practiced it so many times over my head, I would, I would say something to the effect of, wow, you know, formerly in these situations, I have a really hard time of articulating my feeling that I'm feeling right now. But generally stating, I feel guilty and I feel ashamed that I've made you feel this way. And I, I need you to help me work through this so I don't do my classic bound nature dance and walk away 
and deal with it myself, which seems like I'm walking away from you, but I'm not. I'm walking away from myself because I don't know what to say because I feel so guilty and ashamed and I need to process it. So there's a way of communicating your emotional, I'm going to use word instability, but it's your non-serving emotional moment in that time. And then I have to say, well, what emotion am I feeling in that? Is it guilty? Is it guilty guilt? Do I have to get into my avatar therapy and start naming them? Is it, is it shameful to shame? And where did he come from? Why does he feel that way? You know, what, where does that, where does inevitably does that guilty part come from? You know, and I can work back and I can think about it and I can look at my former marriage and said, and say that I was always trying to, I was always a people pleaser and I was always trying to prove myself that I was worthy of being loved or liked. And the fact that I was trying to do something for someone and they got extremely upset or took my people pleasing nature as a negative on them and they were turning it into their bound nature, I reacted and my bound nature reacted and I I got into a state of guilty and ashamed because I, I wasn't worthy of being loved or of being liked or of being a friend and I let them down right whenever we have those moments of our own emotional bullshit those are our moments that we need to own we our reaction is not the cause of the other person that person said something that triggered my own life experiences it triggered my narrative that's in my head you know, if I can, if I continue over time to be in relationships and in those relationships always end the same way where I'm blaming, where they're in the wrong, where they're not treating me with respect or they're mean or they're, they're emotionally unable, un, um, unavailable. Like some of those tactics that we're blaming them they're probably our own insecurity with ourselves, and we need to look at that in, inevitably on ourselves as well so we can become better tomorrow for other people <clears throat> but at the same time everyone has something right so in those moments we all have to look at ourselves and say gosh what could I have done better for me so I can be better for the other person and I think that's a big part of the communication that's missed but you can't start doing that until you start understanding how to learn your language, right? Because over and over again, that story we tell ourselves in our head is the epicenter of our actions, habits, and beliefs, okay? So that narrative in our head forms our perception of self. Our perception of self forms this belief system that we hold true. When we have this belief system formed, we, we then develop the action, habits, and behaviors around that narrative in our head. That narrative is based around the language we use every day. We have something like 100,000 thoughts a day. Well, something like 65,000 of those thoughts to 85,000 are negative. And we don't even realize we're saying them to in our head. So if I'm in a relationship and I'm single and I've said, oh, I'm going to be single on my, all the time. I'm never going to find a guy. Every guy does this. I bet you this guy does this. Well, he's really good. He's really a great guy, but he does this, and that's just a non-negotiable. And you just keep perseverating on that. It's you're, inevitably it's going to happen because everyone is imperfect. Everyone's going to have something. It's how 
the person works through them that we should ask ourselves, right? We should ask ourselves in that moment and tell ourselves that that person across from us is going to have their things. They're going to have tendencies. Those tendencies are going to show up in so many different areas, but they're the same tendencies. So we have to learn to walk through that emotional narrative in our head and start coming up with that, what we call that bound nature dance, right? So if I'm, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they trigger me and I feel guilty, well, guilty is going to start feeling ashamed. Ashamed is going to start feeling self-loathing. Self-loathing is going to move into anger. Anger is going to move into not worthy enough. I'm no good enough. I'm not good enough, right? And then as I recover and I heal from time, if I haven't dealt with it, then I try it again, right? Because that threat bucket in my head or that emotional stress that overflowed and there was this reaction, well, now that's down. Now the cycle starts all over again. It may be someone different, a different personality, but inevitably, it's always going to be something. We're always going to have these tendencies until we start to deal with them, right? And just because we've gone to therapy and I've gone to therapy, the question is, and you think you're self-aware, you can be self-aware and know where your stuff comes from, but if you don't know how to deal with it and change it, then self-awareness is a cliche, right? It gets really hard until you have the awareness, which leads to accountability, which leads us to the point of being able to adapt and learn. That's learn your language, right? And you can do that by learning it every day, like writing it down in a journal. So when we have people journal, we have them journal constantly over time, every day, for five to 10 minutes a day just to learn. And then over time, depending on your mood, if you woke, out of, um, woke up out of bed in a bad mood, you learn that sometimes you may need to um, spend more time on your language and understand where it came from. After a while, you don't need to know because you know all these things. Now you need to, so that's the deconstruction, right, of our mindset. That's the deconstruction of our brain. Now we need to work on the reconstruction, right? So now that I've sat down and I've understood that I do wall up and that's a bad way to act and I start working on it, now I can start having compassion for myself, understanding where it came from and learning from it. Now they become a positive aspect of my life. Now that they've become a positive aspect of my life, now I can start to work on that in my subconscious brain because I'm becoming more hyper aware of it. And then if my subconscious brain starts working on it, then it's working on it when I'm not thinking, which is my conscious brain, right? So when I get into that next argument, I can feel that trigger happen before it come up and I can start doing the techniques and tools that I need to do so I don't get to the point of um, putting up a wall and walking away, right? That's an important thing. Can we take our situations in life that were less than, learn from them, work from them and move forward. Now listen, and this is an important thing. Just because you say you are learning, you will fail again, all right? It's inevitable. The brain has a certain way of learning, all right? Just because you say with your, your, your significant other or, or workmate or um, yourself that you're gonna save money and you've done the work, you will forget, all right? You haven't done enough repetitions in your, in your lifetime to have that happen instantaneously. That is a partner-to-partner -partner situation. That is a you working on yourself daily, reminding yourself to work on that situation. And it'll happen again, and you won't be perfect. 
then it'll happen again and you'll be, you'll be really good. Then it'll happen again and you'll figure it out. But here's the thing. When you're in a relationship situation and you're having an argument, all right, and you guys have agreed on a set of rules, it's a good chance someone's going to forget those rules right off the bat, okay? If the non-negotiable is, well, that's a non-negotiable rule for me. We talked about it. We're done. Well, you didn't, we didn't communicate well enough to work through that. Now we have to be able to communicate that and say, well, I need to, I need to be reminded in that stance that this was something we promised we'd work through together. And, you know, you have a tendency to, to put up a wall and walk away. I, I don't want you to do that. I really want to sit here and work through this. Like, that's a great communication technique, right? Because the person who's really triggered is going to forget, okay? That is me, right? I'm going to forget, all right? It, it's just inevitable. So now that I remember that and I'm talking about it and I'm teaching it now, I can start to communicate that in any instance in my life, whether that's business, whether that's health, whether that's uh, a relationship with someone or a relationship with a friend or a, a child. Um, there are ways to do that. Now, the reconstruction process is triple the work, but it's not work, okay? And, and the idea is when you start flipping your language, when you start taking a negative situation and you start changing it to a positive, just like I said when I was sitting down and I, I understood that I do put up a wall and that I did walk away and that I did shut down, well, I didn't perseverate on the negative aspect of that, and though, even though the person I was with, that kind of ended the relationship, though that was hurtful and I was sad, I was immensely had gratitude to myself that I could sit there and work through that so it didn't, doesn't happen again. Or at the least, I can communicate it better so I get better at it, right? That's calling bullshit on yourself and taking ownership, right? So that in itself, that I was finding the wins in a bad situation. Because if I go through life and I, re, I revisit that situation, I get sad and depressed about it. That's depression, right? You know, that's why we have depression. We're able to work through situations when we learn how to flip the switch. So every night we ask our clients to count their wins, right? Or you count them during the day when you're having a bad time. Another situation, another um, reconstruction phase of our journaling work is called um, imagination theater. And that imagination theater, to take my example of uh, a relationship, me and a relationship, I can see myself being the great communicator, the taking accountability and communicating my faults to that person, communicating that I won't be perfect, that I need their help reminding me because that is something that I, that is not a skill set of mine. I can see that and take great pride in that, that I will be better next time. Like that's imagining my outcome at the end. Or if I'm going to, um, if I want to go on a weight loss journey, I imagine myself at the end of that weight loss journey. And by the way, we don't want to put a finite, uh, 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 a fixed ending on that weight loss journey, we want to make it dynamic. We don't want to put a fixed ending because there's no positive that comes from a fixed ending because we can never achieve the expectations we hold on ourselves. right? So that imagine your outcome is a simple technique that we use to help us get through those moments when we're in the fog 
and we're learning because the brain, so you understand, the brain learns through a four-stage process, okay? You won't remember this, but it, it works through this process, all right? You're unconsciously incompetent. That means you don't know what you don't know until you know, okay? So I didn't know I put up a wall and walked away. I just did it. Like, inevitably, I knew I did, but I didn't know because I didn't hear myself, right? Until someone pointed it out to me. Then I'm consciously incompetent. That means my conscious brain... Someone told me what I need to know, but my unconscious brain isn't working because your unconscious brain is 95% of your thinking and it, does, it, it, it tells you what you're going to say 6% or what you're going to do six, six seconds before you do it. So because I'm consciously competent, it means I have to be constantly reminded to work on that. But that second stage is where everyone falls off. It's where everyone fails in weight loss or fails in their goals or fails to do things in their life that they want to change, become better. It's that person you want to be that's standing on the other side of the river when you're standing on the other side and says, that's the person. That's who I am. That's the happiness of me. How do I get there? That's the person we feel when we go see a movie or read a book and we're like, we relate to it because of the... the um, the reclamation of that person through something negative to positive and they turn their life around. We resonate with that stuff because we know inherently that's who we are, but that's not how we act because of those influences in our life. So when I imagine my outcome every day, I like to do it in my car. And I think about that. When I, when I have my bad days, when I don't get enough sleep or I do something that I shouldn't have done, I can go right back to the imagination theater and get me through that stage two learning, through that fog, so I can see the lighthouse light shining, so I can keep going through and doing the work that's going to get me to stage three, which is consciously competent. That means I'm competent enough, but I still have to consciously work on it, right? I'm still doing the work. That's when I'm in an argument with someone and I'm starting to go down the rabbit hole and the moment I feel like I'm going to stand up and wall up, and possibly remove myself from the situation because I can't deal with it, they say, or I say, wow, that was that moment. Okay, sit down. I feel the pull away. Now I know what I need to do. I remember now. But I still was in the argument, right? Or I was still in the moment of doing my former um, actions and habits and behaviors. Then that, as I get better at that, then because I'm doing the work, then you become unconsciously competent. So now I'm in that argument and it's happening and I don't wall up. My brain is fully functional. My, my behaviors have totally changed. My actions have totally changed. I'm able to talk through it, if not even get into it, right? Because I know that bound nature dance with myself. And that all started, all started because I started with understanding my language and I had the self-awareness to say, why am I doing this? Why do I constantly get into these situations? Some people may ask themselves, why do I constantly date the same person? Why do I constantly get into a weight loss program and I fail and I quit again? Like, it's not because you failed before. It's because you don't know what you don't know. No one taught you these type of things in some class for your whole life that you've learned to deal with it. Like, we have to go through the process. And the process is simple, but the process has to remain consistent. You have to understand that some of the processes you have to take a hard look at yourself and see yourself for who you are and how you are responsible for all those type of things in your life just as much as you think someone else may be and what accountability parts you took in and maybe the energy you put off that forced other things to happen like that stuff is real 
right? That emotional awareness to sit through and work through it and communicate that, that's what makes a great relationship with yourself. And the moment you can have a great relationship with yourself, you allow more people to come in. You allow yourself to achieve the things that you never thought you could achieve. Your, your energy that you present around people becomes so much better because you're so much better with yourself, right? Like we have things that we don't even realize that from the time we could hear, the time we can sense it coming to our eyes, the time we can feel it on our feet, we are taking certain things in and we are working through them but processing them a certain way and we're learning how other people handle things now that people do things just because we think we do something and we and we figure out that we don't actually that's a great moment that's a great moment to take with you and learn so how to call emotional bullshit on yourself and how to work through it it's a very simple process you got to learn your language first you got to review your direction all the time so you're doing the work you got to imagine your outcome and you got to count your wins. It's that simple on a plane. I understand there's more depth to that, but then that's where the coaching comes in. That's where this work comes in. That's where the mindset growth comes in. That's what we need to do. And remember, as you start working on these things, you become more self-aware. Just because you know what's happening doesn't make you self-aware until you can do something about it. And doing something about it takes time. You have four stages of learning in your brain. They happen at the pace that they happen. There is no single timetable for that. But we all can do it. Um, That was a really brief explanation of that. But we could talk about this forever in many different circumstances, in many different ways. We could break each pillar out in itself. We can break out bound nature and how we understand our emotional egos and how we name those egos and how those egos present themselves to our life and how we find them. And how do we find more true nature or free nature or how we feel when we're completely happy and the world is all great, right? Those are, those are lessons. That's an education. That's mindset development, all right? We need to start changing that narrative in your brain, which changes your physiology, which changes your action feedback loop. Because remember, the influences you had in your life form your perception of yourself. When you have your perception of yourself, you form a belief system. When you have the belief system, then your actions, habits, and behaviors meet the belief system. You can never change a habit or make a habit just by changing the habit. It doesn't work. It's been proven over and over. Just look at the trillion dollar nutrition and fitness industry and weight loss. All right, happy day. Happy Memorial Day weekend. If you have questions, let me know. Talk to you soon. Bye.